Hello and welcome to the Emmanuel Croydon podcast. At Emmanuel Croydon, we exist to be a community drawn together by our desire to know and follow Jesus. We long to become disciples of Jesus who are equipped to serve him in the whole of life, transforming families, communities and workplaces as we love God with heart, mind, soul and strength. We hope you enjoy this week's talk from the evening service. Thank you for joining us today. Grace and peace to you. Our scripture passage for tonight is from St. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 5, reading verses 17 to 20. This is part of the passage we know of as the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus is speaking to his disciples. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. I tell you the truth. Until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Anyone who breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Donald, it's all yours. Thanks a lot, Jeremy, for reading God's word to us. It's a blessing and an honor to be uh, here with you, and a very special welcome if you're here for the first time. And uh, if, um, if you have your Bibles with you, or on your phone, or physically, please keep them open uh, at this passage. And as we do that, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we are very thankful for your Son, Jesus Christ. We thank you because you speak to us through him in a way that we understand. Because he alone has the words of eternal life. Please help us as we look at those words tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Imagine that God speaks to you in a language that you understand. You see, King David in the Old Testament, God spoke to him in a way that he understood. Before he was a king, he was a shepherd boy who longed for a good shepherd. Someone who loved him. Someone who cared for him. And he writes in the 23rd Psalm, he says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Jesus comes over and he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. 
David's longing for a good shepherd is fulfilled in Jesus. So you and I tonight, as we look at this passage, we imagine that God speaks to us in a language, in a way that we understand, and especially in our culture today. So as we continue our series, uh, The Magnetic Point, last week, last evening, uh, last week in the evening, we saw uh, our need to connect. Today we're looking at uh, how Jesus fulfills our need for a good life, a good moral life, norms, to prepare us for talking Jesus course, so we can be able to engage with those around us with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So if you're here this evening and you're not yet a Christian, or you have been a Christian for some time, here is the question we are going to be looking at. Who can fulfill our longing for a good life? Who can fulfill our longing for a good life? life. We will look at two headlines to help us uh, look at this question. Uh, number one, Jesus fulfills our longing for a good life in verse 17. And secondly, we'll see that we should live to share the good news. End of verse 19 helps us to see that in our passage. So first of all, Jesus fulfills our longing for a good life. Do you notice the word fulfill in verse 17? Jesus is in the middle of his most famous sermon, the Sermon on the Mountain. And he has been telling his disciples how to live a good life. For example, he has already said, let your light shine before men so they can see your good deeds. Of, of course, he's speaking metaphorically for us to be kind to those around us, for us to be able to be helpful to those around us. And then as he finishes verse 17, he turns to his disciples and says this. Let's read together in verse 17. Let's have a look. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill. Jesus does not do away with the law, but fulfills it. He's not like some of our political leaders who say one thing and do another, who overpromise and underdeliver. Jesus fulfills to the very least, as you can see right there in verse 18. The iota in the Hebrew alphabet is the smallest letter. But we're even told here in verse 18 that not even a dot or a stroke of a pen that Jesus does not fulfill in connection with verse 17. Jesus fulfills all. You see, throughout the history, the law and the prophets were there to help God's people to live together in harmony as one people under God. 
The reason in our Bibles we have books of the law and books of the prophets, to call God's people to live according to his rule or commandments. Of course, we do that every Sunday. Uh, every Sunday we, need, we teach God's word to each other or in our home groups as we encourage one another to see what God has said and how we should live the way he has said. Of course, God's law is not just for the few Christians. It's for all. There are endless debates about, about exactly uh, how we should be living our lives, and some believe uh, morally, um, being morals doesn't, uh, having morals doesn't really, uh, it's not helpful to have morals for all. Such is the debate, for example, that uh, sometimes just seeking to be nice people can lead us to, be, uh, to moralism in the sense that uh, just nice people with no regard for God at all. Yet, sometimes, even in seeking just being nice people, we can be in self-denial and have no, regard, uh, have no regard for God at all in our lives. To think that true objective morality or norms do not exist. In fact, many people think that Christians are afraid of uh, subjective morality, the sort of where everyone does how they see fit. But just imagine one day in a city like London with no traffic lights at all, everyone drives however they see fit. What a mess! What a car, crash, car crashes will be left behind. Therefore, despite the, uh, the top list, uh, the top points on our moral lists, most of us can agree on this, that we all need laws that protect life, that help us to live together as one people in harmony regardless of race, class, education, or background. We desire to live together as people who, are, who love one another. The reason when we see suffering around us, we feel sad in a global pandemic. Or perhaps what's going on right now in Afghanistan or perhaps the starving kids in Ethiopia bother you. Why? Because we want to see our world a better place. So we ask, who can fulfill our longing for a good life? Well, C.S. Lewis once said this in his writings. He says, if we find ourselves with a desire that nothing in this world can, can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that we were made for another world. You and I long for a nation, for a community, for a society that's equal, diverse, and inclusive. 
a church family where we feel safe and can belong. A world where all lives matter. And of course, all of that will be in God's kingdom. Christ fulfills our longing for a good life in this life, but also in the life to come. You might have uh, noticed the kingdom of heaven is repeated three times between verses, uh, verses 19 and 20. The kingdom of heaven. Jesus came to fulfill God's kingdom. So the question remains, who can fulfill our longing for a good life? Only Jesus can. But what does this mean to us today? Let's have a look at our second headline. Jesus fulfills our longing for a good life, as we have seen in verse 17, specifically because he fulfills all the law. So what? Secondly, we see so that we can live to share the good news, which verse 19 calls in practice and to teach others. If you and I are really convinced that Jesus can fulfill our longing for a good life, then what should we do? We should live to practice and share Jesus' teachings. Let's have a look together at verse 19. Specifically the second part of verse 19 in our passage. Whoever practices and teaches these commandments will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Christians must live in practice of what Jesus has said and also share the good news in the community. Of course, not with uh, the sort of attitude whereby I think I am better than you, therefore I'm telling you how you should be living your life. But as Jesus will let on say, do unto others as you wish done to you. Therefore, in our church family here at Emmanuel, as we share the good news, as we reach out, to those around us in South Croydon. May we think that a Christian is simply one beggar telling another beggar where to find food. What genuine, pure love. Because Jesus is all about the kingdom of heaven. You and I should be sharing the gospel with others and pointing them to the kingdom of heaven because we genuinely care about them. And of course, this life in the gospels, he shows, he shows us that, how that looks like. In John chapter 4, Jesus uh, is naturally thirsty and he's there by the well. And a woman comes over who is also naturally thirsty. And she has come over to the well to draw some water. And Jesus says, if you're going to drink this water, you're going to get thirst again. But if you drink the water that I'm offering, you will never get thirst again. 
she inclines her ears and she understands exactly what he is trying to say. How water thirst for the Messiah Christ is fulfilled in Jesus. What does she do? She runs off to tell all her community about Jesus. What a privilege. What a privilege we have to engage others in gospel conversations. Actually sharing uh, the word of life together. Last year in the first lockdown, uh, I had the privilege to meet someone who has actually turned out to be a great friend. And he happens to be right here with us this evening. Uh, I met my friend Jevy right there, and uh, we simply started talking about dancing. As a, young, as a young man, I used to dance, popping around, doing some hip-hop and so on. So we started talking about dancing, and then we got talking about chess. Before we knew it, we were talking about Jesus. After that, we decided to meet up every Thursday evening to open our Bibles and see what Jesus has to say. What a privilege when we actually open, uh, we, 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 we open our hearts and let the passion flow out of our lives to talk about Jesus with our neighbors, our friends, perhaps our colleagues at the office, or maybe our um, classmates at school and being engaged in the conversation that's going on around us. Currently, in our schools, in universities, workplaces, and even churches, people are asking the question, Who can, how can we create systems, norms, cultures that encourage equality, diversity, and Inclusion, what a great privilege for you and I to actually get involved, join the conversation, and show those around us how Jesus fulfills our longing for a just society. Jesus fulfills our longing for just society so we can live through him. The gospel brings us together. It crosses barriers of race, barriers of different backgrounds, and brings us together to be one in him, in God's kingdom. What a privilege. And of course, we are encouraged when we hear how others, um, how others are engaging their own communities before our one-on-one -on -one Bible discipleship, my colleague Chucho in Mexico, uh, he grew up in a rough side of town with an alcoholic father, and uh, he longed to belong. At the age of 11, he decided to join a drug gang. By age 15, he, he, he was respected among the leaders to command respect. But one dark night, when he was about 17, he was ambushed 
and stabbed several times in his stomach and in his back, left to die on the street. Merciful onlookers, they got him, they took him to the hospital. As he gained conscious in hospital, he heard the good news that Jesus saves. He surrenders his life to Jesus Christ and his longing, his desire to belong is fulfilled in Christ. What a privilege that you and I have to share the good news with those around us. Today, Chucho is a pastor in Mexico, and actually uh, earlier this year, he baptized seven people in a photo that uh, I think uh, we will be able to see. He baptized seven people. Most of them, they are the first ones in their entire family history to surrender their lives to Jesus Christ. They also have a sense of belonging to Christ. What a privilege. What a privilege of the gospel, what the good news of the gospel brings. So how about you and I this evening? Do you long for a good life? Perhaps you've got questions and you want to talk to someone about those questions. Oh, you know someone who has got questions. That's where our talking Jesus course comes in. And of course, if you want more details uh, for that, talk to Natasha or Claire in our church family, who will be, I, I believe, more than happy to give you all the details to join in with the talking Jesus course. So as we finish tonight and ask ourselves, how does this apply in our lives this week? We've got two application questions. Number one, do I listen patiently? And number two, do I love genuinely? If you and I desire to engage others in gospel conversations, we ask ourselves, do I, uh, do I listen patiently? Do I love genuinely? First of all, do I, love, do I listen patiently? My friend David says this, if you want to understand a person, you need to know where they sit. You see, I tend to be a bad listener. And if you are anything like me, we tend to think that evangelism and talking about Jesus is all about doing the talking. Yet here in the Gospels, we see Jesus engaging others with questions. He asks questions, and he's being asked questions. Natural conversation flows, and he points people to the Father. You and I, do we listen passionately to those around us? Here in our church family, perhaps someone at the office, perhaps a family member or friend. When we do listen, we have the opportunity to know where they sit and share Jesus with them. So first of all, do I listen 
patiently. Secondly, do I love genuinely? You have perhaps heard of the saying, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. That's so true in our culture today. People desire to be listened to and to know that you care. So the question is, as we open our mouths to talk about Jesus with others, can they feel that we genuinely love them? That we genuinely care for them, regardless of race, regardless of background? Do we love genuinely? In our devotions this week, as we read our Bibles, as we pray, let us ask ourselves, do I love genuinely? Do I listen patiently? Do I love genuinely? So as we finish, who can fulfill our longing for a good life? Only Jesus can. May we live to share the good news of Jesus Christ to see our world a better place. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you that he alone fulfills our longing for a good life. And we ask you tonight that you please help us live to share your good news. So not only us or those who confess to be Christians who follow you, but everyone around us to know that you are the only one who, fo who can fulfill their longings. We ask you that you please help us to be faithful disciples who share your words, your gospel with those around us, our friends, our family members, those at our office, or perhaps those at school. Please help us to live for you this week. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Emmanuel Croydon Podcast. For more information about our church and everything we have going on, visit our website, emmanuelcroydon.org.uk. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram to see and hear what's going on in the life of our church. God bless you and have a wonderful week. Thank you.